and you say yes, woohoo, we didn't have to pay anything besides a flying the coach to your mom's house so she can convince you to play for him, and now you're going to make us millions and millions of dollars. Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games, or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Uh, football fever, man. It's coming. It's the end of August. College football is almost here. The pros are almost here. We got county fairs everywhere. I mean, it just, it's starting to smell like football. How are you doing, Nick? Doing well. Dealing with a bit of a heat advisory here in Ohio, but nothing too bad. Like you're saying, a lot of symptoms are coming up for football season to be here. And it'll be here next week, so I can't wait for Absolutely. So high school football in our area has uh, has started. College football's next. So we're going to really focus on the college football kind of season and the playoff and everything. So we gave our predictions of the conferences in a previous episode. Now we're going to dive deeper into the playoff. But before we get to the playoff, there's been some interesting news in the college football universe. So, of course, we've learned about Oklahoma and and Texas joining the SEC, I think, in 2025. And now the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC have created some sort of an alliance. Nick, can you explain to everybody what this alliance is? Essentially, what I'm reading about the alliance is they're just looking to create a future scheduling partnership where they're basically trying to make a wink, nod, handshake agreement that they're going to try to schedule with each other, but yet still honor their current contractual obligations pretty much it means they're not creating a super conference they're just going to try to schedule against each other is pretty much the bottom line of what i'm getting from everything i'm reading about it so it's interesting because we got to think about the future of the playoff as well and and the the rumors of it turning into a 12 game playoff and how what's going on with these conferences is going to affect the future of the playoff format so uh there's a lot of unknown right now, but this gives obviously the sports forecasters a great opportunity to forecast and predict something. So, Nick, keep it in mind everything that's going on with the new playoff format that would be rumored to be coming up with the shift, major shifts in these teams and these alliances being formed in these major conferences. What, what, where do you foresee college football being in, f- let's say, five years? Well, honestly, I think college football would be better off almost not eliminating the conference brand, but null null and voiding it, so to speak. Nathan and I talked about off air or in an episode I can't quite remember about turning it into a regional area where your team qualifies for the playoffs, especially if you have 12 teams, like you have it broken down to six regions, the top teams from each of those regions, and then you have 
the six other spots for the six remaining teams that didn't qualify through those regionals. I think that's going to be the best way to deal with this if I was to create the scenario that's going to work because right now all you're doing is having these conferences get in an arms race. SEC's done the biggest blow right now. These other three conferences, Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12, are kind of doing like a veil of a super conference. They're not committing to it, but they're doing a veil of one. And I just see it becoming really messy to where we're going to get to the point where we're only going to have maybe three conferences, two conferences. Whoever's left at the altar is the third conference. So really what they need to do is they really need to look at, do we need conference conferences to be the end-all be-all as it's currently looked at? Or with 12 teams, can we change this to be more like a qualifier? Like you hit these certain benchmarks and you're looked at and so we get you into this tournament or something along those lines. But ultimately, I think in about four or five years, if things continue how they're going, a lot of the conferences we know are going to disintegrate and become something different that we haven't seen at this point. What's your thoughts, Nathan? I know all traditionalists of college football hate this to the core, but this is the best thing that has happened. And I like the direction college sports is going. Allowing these players to profit off their name, image, and likeness and not allowing a third-party organization profit off of them and pay nothing for them. And on top of that, let's this stupid format, especially in football, where you have four teams that have to battle for a championship. When you have five and a half power conferences that could legitimately like win that championship and yeah in 2017 UCF had a real good shot at winning the national championship so that's why I said five and a half power conferences and so I I feel like what this is doing is this is forming college football into professional football format not players getting paid or anything to play football but what what this is gonna this is what I'm forecasting. I, I envision the rest of the Big Twelve is gonna join the SEC and the Big Ten, Pac twelve, ACC, you know, they've already have this unofficial alliance. Well, gradually in the next several years they're gonna kinda that's gonna kinda morph into one big conference, the Big Twelve and SEC. And I even think teams from the AAC is going to form on a, a conference. And now you have these two mega conferences. It's going to look a lot like the NFC and the AFC and the NFL, but with a lot more teams. So you have these two big conferences. You split these conferences up, not into two divisions, but into four divisions, just like the NFL. So, you know, we, you have the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. And you have the SEC East and SEC West. But now you're going to have two conferences. I don't know what their names are going to be. Let's just say Conference 1 and Conference 2. Or Conference plus Conference 1, Conference 2. Right? Conference 1 is going to have four divisions. It's probably You're probably going to have like eight teams into each division. And, and so you're going to truly focus on... You're going to play... Obviously, your d division teams, plus you're going to play the 
whatever you placed at previously, just like how the NFL works. If you placed third in your division last year, then you're going to play the third place team of the other three divisions, right? And so you're going to come out of this with four division winners and two wild cards in each conference. And then there's your 12 team playoff. The one and two seeds of each conference get the bye. The other four, you know, play. So in the first round, the three and the four seeds host the five and the six seeds. And now you're down to eight teams. And then, then you start to play bowl games. And so that's that's how I foresee this going. I think it's going to kind of morph into more of a NFL-like format. And I think this is what is best for football, best for college football, because everything is completely subjective. It's just, oh, I think this these four are the best teams. Let's have them play. It It's stupid. I've always hated it. If like Maybe some sub- subjectivity is fine, but you can't have all subjectivity. You can have all objectivity. Or you can have a little combination of both. But it's hard for college football because there's so many teams and not that many games. right? For college basketball, it can be completely objective because it's a 68-team playoff tournament. So college basketball is, is, is fine. And that actually has a flavor of uh, objectivity and subjectivity. right? You have the automatic bids plus you have the – you know. The other teams that didn't win their conference, they, they, that, that's the subjective part. And that hasn't been touched. I mean, besides maybe expanding some teams, but no one thinks that's flawed. Everyone likes that. But the, 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 the college football format, it's just it's never worked because, because, the, because the format they're using doesn't fit college football. It's so college football has five power conferences Five and a half power conferences, at the very least, have a sixteen playoff, and then the six winners make it to that. That's that's the best way to do it to keep this objective. But how things are forming right now, I feel like you're gonna have these two mega conferences and have a twelve team playoff, split each conference of four divisions, have two wild cards, just like the old NFL. Now that we have three wild cards and everything, um, and then that's your playoff. And so I, I don't know if this is where I think it's going to go or where I hope it's going to go, but the only issue with this that I think we got to keep in mind if it does morph this way is what about the teams that aren't part of these conferences that are morphing into one? Like, will they ever get a chance? But this is where I think we should implement what European football is like. You have different leagues. So I know we have divisions, but there's so many division one football programs but within Division One football, just develop more like leagues. So instead of conferences, so you have these two huge major conferences. They make up the top premier league, and then the next level of Division One, like conferences like the the Mountain West and the and the and the MAC and um, the WCC conference, the West Coast Conference. You know, these kind of tier two division one conferences, right? Morph them into two big conferences. And now you have a tier two league. And so they can play for a championship as well. So I think this is a combination of where I would like to see college football going and where I think it's going to go. But that's kind of where I foresee all this, all this going in. 
I'm actually excited for this because I've never liked the college football format. I've never liked this whole conference where you have like 10 teams to 16 teams and that's all you play. And then you're pretending like, you know, who's better, even though they never play each other. And it's just so stupid because every year you have a brand new team anyways. And I, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. And so I'm just glad there's change. But will it work? Don't know yet, but I'm just glad we're trying to change something and recognizing it. Regardless, I think in the end, college football is going to make the best decision for their wallet. And then competitiveness will be a factor in it because they know that's where the money will be. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the money because now the NCAA is not going to be able to cash in on these players anymore. Right? They, they like the huge players that, hey, come, we're going to like convince you to come play for our team. And you say, yes, woohoo, we didn't have to pay anything besides a flying the coach to your mom's house so she can convince you to play for him. And now you're going to make us millions and millions of dollars. But now that's not really going to be the case anymore because of the new NIL rules. And and so in order for them to keep making money, they got to make a change. And so I, I do agree. I think there's some motivation in, in, in that. Yep. And so it'll be interesting to see how things unfold and if they announce that 12 team playoff that we keep hearing about here shortly, we'll be definitely keeping our ears to the ground to see what comes out from that. Now, moving on, we looked at what we think the college football landscape will look like here in the next four to five years. Now let's look at this season coming up this season coming up. um, One of the big talking points is what teams will be selected for the college football playoff. And this year it's still four teams. So, We're going to try to make our guess on who we believe the four teams will be in the college football playoff. Nathan, who do you have as your team or teams that will qualify for the college football playoff? Yeah, and I've I've kind of already told everybody my this you know my disgruntledness for how all this is done. So I mine's very cliche because. I have it up here. Listen, college football playoff games in the last, you know, since 2015. It's just, it's just the same teams every year, you know, minus one or two outliers. But other than that, it's just the same teams. So here they are. Alabama first, Oklahoma number two. The Buckeyes will be the three seed and Clemson will be the four seed. That's what I have. Who do you have? Not much disagreement there. Honestly, the same thing. The only thing I would change possibly is where Clemson and Ohio State are just going to be viewed on their quality of wins but it's really just I think Oklahoma and Alabama as long as they deliver what they need to be doing they're going to be one and two where Clemson and Ohio State will be flip-flop based on style points but again if all four of these teams take care of business there's no reason they should be there like we were talking about if Oklahoma starts to like stumble unless Iowa State for example is impressive Another SEC team's going to get in. Really, it's going to come down to these four teams or whoever's behind them to make sure they're impressive enough that at least one team from each conference will get in because SEC always seems to have another team knocking on the door. Georgia would be that team, in my opinion, coming into this that could have that shot. But ultimately, I think it's going to go down to Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, then Ohio State. 
Yeah, I'd also watch out for Texas A&M. I mean, this is Jimbo's third year there, and they keep getting better. So he's got some of his recruits going there. So I think A&M's going to battle for that as well. So um, my 1-4 matchup, I got Bama Clemson. Um, You know, this is like a perennial uh, playoff matchup. So I am picking I'm picking Bama to move on to the championship game here. Um, they're just dominant. It's just there's nothing you can say or do about it. So I got Oklahoma and the Buckeyes playing. And um in this matchup well, let's let's hear your one four matchup first. My one four matchup would be Alabama versus Ohio State, and if that's the case, I just Saban's been really good and well prepared and I just don't see them losing that matchup if it's Alabama Ohio State so I would have Alabama advancing my 1-4 matchup gotcha so I kind of I like to look at history here so we've had a 2-4 matchup a 1-2 a 1-2 a 3-4 a 1-2 a 1-3 and a 1-2 so this is going to be a 1-3 matchup it's going to be a 1-2 matchup the last two years it's been a 1-3 matchup um so um Oklahoma and Ohio State I've got to go with Oklahoma simply because they have a returning starting quarterback. Um, and, and I think that's going to propel them above Ohio State because um, with the rookie quarterback in this situation, not sure if he's going to be able to perform under that pressure. You know, obviously this is – I have no idea who this guy is. I've never seen him play, so it's a lot harder to predict. This is why I never, ever predict college football. But I'm just simply saying he's going to be his first-time starter. Oklahoma doesn't have that. So that's why I'm going to give Oklahoma the edge and have an Alabama-Oklahoma national championship game. I have Clemson and Oklahoma playing each other in the 2-3 matchup, Oklahoma being the 2 seed, Clemson being the 3 seed. And I think Oklahoma finally gets off the schneid and wins their first college football playoff game against Clemson. Uh, Going back to the reasons you stated, just an experienced quarterback, of uh, these teams, they're the only team with a returning quarterback from the previous season, and I believe that will be a huge asset coming down the stretch in the college football playoffs. So then you would have Oklahoma and Alabama. I, we both actually have that. Who do you have winning mm-hmm. that one, Nathan? Yeah, we have both have Oklahoma and Alabama, but both beating different teams to get there. So I'm, I'm picking Alabama. I I don't I can't not pick Alabama and. Uh, the only time Alabama doesn't really win is when there's a either a dominant Clemson team, which um, I don't see that this year. That happened in 2016. The other time is is, is when another um, – or in 2016 and 2018, actually. But the other times are when um, uh, another SEC team like LSU beats them out. But I, there's no SEC team in the West that's going to beat Alabama this year. So – Bama versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma's defense is just not going to be able to stop Bama, and Bama's defense is going to shut down Oklahoma. Probably going to be somewhat of a blowout. Yeah, I, there's no argument here. The Alabama machine will keep rolling, and they will find a way to beat Oklahoma. So Alabama would be my national championship or national champion as well. It just a lot of things going their way. They always seem to have. Their second and third string player is just as good as a lot of teams' first string player, and Oklahoma will struggle to find enough players to be better than their team. So, in the end, I believe Alabama wins as well. I promise you our NFL predictions will be a little less cliche and a lot more exciting. 
Yes, because the NFL landscape allows itself to be so. Um, college football, these coaches just have a good corner in their markets to just continually be dominant. And I'm, that hats off to them to recruit the right people where NFL, the free agency and the incentives of the players competing change slightly once you become a professional. So um, NFL definitely offers itself plenty of parity, which we'll get into here on the next episode. We're going to wrap it up for tonight. We've been the Sports Forecasters. You've been listening to Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez, and we'll talk to you next time.